if you found us here, you're probably a little like me. You think it's time to rethink the way that we do business. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this is the Client Experience Revolution. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and will give you all the tips, tricks, and tools that other badass business leaders are using to serve their community, their clients, while still taking care of themselves. So let's dive into this week's episode, have a little fun, and learn along the way too. This episode is brought to you by Link Consulting Solutions. Are you a badass entrepreneur looking to up-level your capacity, maybe supercharge your clarity and reconnect like a rock star? We'll head on over to linkcs.com to find out how we can accomplish this and more. We have virtual assistant matchmaking as well as clarity and client re-engagement consulting. That's L-I-N-Q-C-S.com. See you there. Oh my God. It's like just said recording in progress. I know. And on my side of it, it asks like by continuing this meeting, you're consenting to be recorded. Oh. So you can either continue or leave meeting. I just learned this yesterday and now New I'm experiencing Zoom it on the I know. Zoom is like getting their shit together. Finally, oh my telling God. people to consent. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome to the Client Experience <laughs> Revolution podcast where Zoom is recording and asking consent. So Mm -hmm. consent is important on the Client Experience Revolution podcast. And And I consent to a badass episode with Monique Gaffney. And Miss Gaffney, do you also consent to this badassery? I consent full-heartedly, whole-bodily, and we cheers to this. Cheers with our boots. With the boots. Yeah, go like this. Go to the side. Oh, oh, the, oh, yeah. oh uh, cheers. I don't know. I'm just cheering <laughs> everywhere. And <laughs> also, just so the people who are this is the why people need to watch on YouTube because in each of my hands I have a bottle of kombucha because I fully believe that this conversation is going to be so good that I need backup boots. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's where we're at. Byob, um, bring your own boots. Bring your own boots. Um, as everyone knows, by the way, I'm Raya Gonzalez, the host of the Client Experience Revolution <laughs> podcast. Thank you for being with us today. We just like go straight in when it's with Monique. Um, Monique has been on the podcast multiple times. We've talked about her beautiful method of core wound healing. We have exciting updates with what core wound healing has brought into the universe over the last several months. Um, we have a hard stop today. So those also who are watching on YouTube, <laughs> I have this timer that marks the time yeah. um, in visual format so mm-hmm. that I will not over speak and over talk. Um, and which everybody knows, like, no, I don't think people know that we need this because literally our conversations, our phone conversations are like two and a half hours long. They are. Yeah, so we it's have all to have a sure timer. genius because you can't get th- these two brains together and not have like fireworks. It's yes. amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be so. So today, what I wanted to focus on, aside from the awesomeness of my biz bestie, was there has been a lot of growth in both of our businesses over the last year to eighteen months. We've made a lot of big changes in staffing and format and offerings and, you know, all sorts of things. And what I wanted to do was like rewind and go back to the beginning 
and do like a day in the life slash like what we, you know, where we came from and what the story is of how we came to where we are today in our business which uh, Monique is the creator of Core Wound Healing. She is also the creator of the Self Healers Academy, which is also an app. Download it today. It's available in Google Play and in the Apple App Store. Um, if you are not on this app, you are missing out. Even the free features are fucking amazing. There's so much going on, so many amazing people. And so I encourage you to do that. Um, and then my business, of course, is Link Consulting Solutions. Um, so today we're going to talk about, let's like take it back to the beginning and find out how we got to the place that we are today with the intention of not only being transparent because everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. So if you're a listener and you're in the beginning of your journey, this is intended to encourage you to keep plugging forward. If you're someone in who's midway in your journey, again, plug forward. If you're somebody who's advanced, remember where you came from mm -hmm. and maybe pass it along in a mentoring way or just like, you know, attitude check yourself yeah. or whatever it is that you need in this journey, in this episode. So we wanted to do that. So Let's just dive right in. So, right. Monique, you have a very, very unique journey. So, yes. you started in corporate America okay. and you transitioned out of that. Tell me a little bit about what you did in corporate and then how you went from working a very, very successful corporate career as a single mom, as a mm -hmm. team single mom, yeah. um, to doing other things. So talk to me about that. Yes. So I basically, I was in the real estate industry, um, not as like real estate sales, but more on the back end and in leadership. And I actually worked my way up there. So even in that, there's like a beginning story and all of that. So even in the 17 years that I was in the industry, I worked my way up as like starting at a, as a receptionist all the way up to broker's assistant, eventually to leadership over um, large teams and was working directly with the banks. We were in the REO industry and um, with, you know, all of the house back then when the bubble burst and all of that stuff, I saw that whole change in the industry. And I was a single mom and I was doing it full time and I was balancing all of that. Of, you know, really creating the income, the life that I wanted for my daughter to be different than the life that I grew up in. What I didn't realize then um, until, you know, way later was that I was chasing, even then in corporate, chasing all of the wrong things. I was chasing the money. I was chasing the titles. I was chasing the fancy cars and living by the beach and all of the things that I was chasing in, even in a corporate um, capacity and in, in my roles there to fulfill the voids that I was, um, that like that were hanging wide open, um, not knowing how else to fill them, right? And so I did that um, very successfully, made six figures as a single mom, as a team, I mean, growing up as a teen mom, I had no high school diploma. I mean, I just got a GED, but no college education. I just climbed the ladders um, with my tenacity and, you know, smarts and knowing how to put systems and stuff together in my leadership and did that. But even with all of that, even with the money, even with, um, you know, everything that came along with it, the travel and meeting people, really the notoriety, I had a, a very established name in the industry and people knew who I was. None of that fulfilled me. It was very, I still was empty inside. I was miserable. I was working myself to the bone. I was 
at that point I had married, you know, I got, met my husband, got married, had more kids. And, um, and it was exhausting, exhausting to be in that space. And I could hear, you know, there came to a point where I knew um, that I wasn't like at, like living to my fullest potential and living at my highest and best. And I heard, and I truly believe everybody hears these whispers that like were made for more. This isn't it. Like, why are you doing this thing? Because as good as I was in leadership and in, in corporate and really climbing the ladder and doing all the things that I was doing, making money, um, I wasn't utilizing my, my gifts and talents, like my literal God gifts and talents. And I knew it, I'm a creative at heart. I, I love leadership and I love leading people but I love, cre- I love my creative aspects. So I love photography and I love writing and I love like, yeah. all of these other things that you can't use in corporate real estate, right? Like none of that stuff. It's very hard ego move, you know, hit the goals, sales goals and all of that stuff, very driven in that way. And so I was like very unfulfilled in every capacity. Sure. I was making money. Sure. I had a great stable job. Sure. I had all the things that like everybody in the world tells you that you're supposed to have in order to feel fulfilled. Um, and I didn't, I felt the exact opposite. And so I knew that something was like, I could feel my spirit being pulled and, um, and it all started with one thing, like one little decision. And I think this is like, this is really where like everything started turning in a different direction, but it was one little decision, um, to literally just take care of my body. (laughs) Like, The first God whisper that I heard, even as I was commuting three hours a day with two babies under two years old, kind of new in the very first years of a marriage, um, living far away from family and friends, like uh, building a whole new life in another county that I'd never lived in. And I, I literally heard like, honor your body, take care of your body. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I never did before. I never care. I was like very YOLO life. Like you only live once, eat what you want, do what you want, like whatever. I didn't drink at that point anymore, but it was more about like food and really just not even taking care of my body, not working out, not doing anything. And so I actually didn't tell anybody except my husband. Um, I just looked and found a Beachbody coach and I signed up for Beachbody. And, um, and I started just doing that for myself. Like I literally spent 30 days committed to myself to meal prepping, learning about health, like clean eating eliminating sugar, just eliminating all the shit that I didn't need in my life that I was also using to self-medicate, right? Like, right. And just all of that other stuff, because again, it wasn't for me, it's not alcohol or drugs or smoking or anything like that. It was food and money, (laughs) give me all the food and all the money. And that will make me feel good for like a hot second until it doesn't. Um, so once I was getting like clearing my body out of all this crap, it's like, I was more and more, I could feel stuff starting to shift. So then, then that was like where it started changing completely. That was the corporate part. I love that. And you did end up moving. What was like, uh, what was the pivotal point where you moved? Was it done for you? Or did you choose to move from corporate to becoming a beach body coach and building your own successful team? Because there's no like we didn't, there's no secrets in this no. unless no podcast because we all know that I got my ass fired. So <laughs> no secret. I actually manifested getting fired. I didn't like consciously do it. I'm positive that I did it subconsciously, and it's what I really wanted to do. And I also, I mean, it was. I definitely don't recommend this, and I tell my clients all the time. 
I encourage, especially because everybody that I work with, my private clients, one-on-one clients, like they don't love where they're, it's the same story, right? Like I don't love what I'm doing. I'm in this career or this position or this job because that's what I thought I was supposed to do, but I don't, that's not my soul's purpose. That's not what I'm here on earth to do. And so I'm like, okay, don't do it the way I did it. (laughs) Follow your spirit, but do not get fired because that's a really, um, it's just a wound that you're going to have to heal first of all. Yeah, for sure. But also, um, it's there are other people. If there are other people, I mean, you just don't want to do that to yourself in general. But for me, I had other people involved that I didn't even consider, and I wasn't. I didn't even ask my husband about it. He didn't. He, my husband is like the epitome of anti MLM. He hates MLM with passion, but he loves me so much, and he was so supportive of me in this MLM. So here I was simultaneously at the same time. I was following. I was still commuting three hours a day. I was still with two, two kids under two. I was still doing, fulfilling my role in the corporate world. And then on the side, I was um, building my beach body business, right? I was building and, and doing all of that stuff as a beach body coach, because I saw my business brain, right? Like my business mind, my leadership self was like, if you could do all of everything that you've done in the corporate world, which is much harder especially for women to like climb the ladders, get those positions, get into those spaces and in that money bracket. If you could do that, um, then you can totally do this in in MLM. You could totally do this in network marketing. Like you've got this, right? So I, um, so I was like all in, I mean, like I could still, I could see the money potential. I can see, I was under very like high ranking, like number one leaders in the company. I had like all of the mentorship and leadership that I could glean from. Um, and so I was like all in, I mean, I would stay up all night long and create meal plans because I went above and beyond for my clients, right? Like there was, it's just how I roll anyways, but I was creating meal plans for them. I was going to people's houses on the weekends to meal prep with them and teach them how to meal prep. I mean, like getting, not getting paid any extra. I was getting paid what the package was at that time, which was 30% of $160. You do the math. That's what I was getting paid, but I was doing it out of service, right? Like I wanted to just serve people and have them experience what I was experiencing on a personal level, which was the mind, body, spirit transformation, right? That's what it did for me. And that's what I wanted them to experience. Well, I did. I built a team. I got like the success started coming in. The money was started coming in. The team building started coming in. Like all of that started coming together um, I got, a, you know, the recognition and walked across the stage with 30,000 people. I mean, there's literally, you can see on my Facebook, like scroll back, scroll back to 2017. <laughs> you can see me waving, um, across the stage on the giant jumbotron of like, you know, excitement as, as I'm being honored for this, like rank that I achieved. And, um, and I was miserable. I was just as miserable in that, in everything that I was doing there, because it was a literal, like mimic of what I had done. in. It was a duplication of what I had done in corporate. It was exactly the same thing. I was chasing all of the wrong things for all of the wrong reasons um, to again, fulfill those voids that were still there because I hadn't, God hadn't given me core and healing yet. So it's like all of that stuff led up to all of that. And it's like, I needed, I needed to experience that. I had to have my own breaking point and what I was willing to um, let go of in order to get what was even better than what I thought was going to be really great. 
So I want to share something really juicy that you don't even know that just happened yesterday. Um, so as we know, so, well, well, some people may not know, but I, my career started from the very bottom of healthcare. So I started out at a, um, well, I started, if we go back further, I started at a hospital, um, after doing the high school retail jobs and all that kind of stuff. I, I worked in a hospital as a telecommunications, um, operator at first, then I was a supervisor. And then if I, then I thought, well, if I can do this, I could work in a medical or a dental office. So then I started at a dental office, just doing like recare appointments, like calling people and say, Hey, you're ready for your cleaning, you know? Um, and then I worked up to, um, a multi-decade career working in administrative duties, working all my way up to the top of, um, administrative management, where at the top of my career, I was um, managing multi-million dollar multi-provider um, uh, practices, um, most of them specialty practices. I finished my bachelor's degree after a long period of time and decided that I wanted to do something more businessy. Um, and that was the word that I used because I was really like in an existential crisis. I was like, am I in healthcare because this is what I'm supposed to do? Or am I in healthcare because um, you know, because this is what I've always done. And I uh, worked for two years as a New York Life representative, did very, very well, also won awards there, but also found myself, um, you know, in the same wounds, basically. Yep. Um, I went back to healthcare and decided that I was going to become a nurse, which was a horrible idea. I don't know what I was thinking. And I was going to become, this is the best part, I was going to become a doctor of nursing practice, which is a PhD. Um, so nurse practitioner in gerontology, which is for old people. <laughs> I mean, someone needs to do it, but it's definitely know, not but you. Yeah, so weird. It's not you. <laughs> so I did, I worked like a series of jobs where I was trying to get clinical experience. And what ended up happening and what I've talked about before is I worked in a job that was a horrible fit. I was having a lot of things happening in my personal life where I was caregiving for a family member. Um, there was a lot of strife going on. And so, and then I was working in this environment where basically people just hated me. And so I would go to work in the morning feeling this tension. I'm not a conflict person. And so it was absolutely horrible. And then I started drinking very, very heavily and it complicated things. It never got in the way, like I never like day drank or, you know, like came to work drunk or hung over or anything like that. But I would drink just a ton. And then, um, so this weekend, um, the, this is bringing it back to the present, which is the, that's the like fastest riot rant that I've ever done. Um, but <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> timer. Um, <laughs> um, but let me take a booch sip. Um, so this weekend I had to, um, let somebody go on my team and it was a very emotional thing because this person is actually an amazing human being, like just phenomenal human being and has been with me for a long time. And I love this person so much, but I, there were two things. There was um, one, the fear that I wouldn't be successful if I didn't have that person. There were reasons why, you mm -hmm. know, but we won't get into those for privacy purposes, but um 
this person, I was afraid that I would not be able to um, be successful without this person. And then also the biggest fear that I had, which you touched on was this huge wound, which I've actually healed around, but it just reared its fucking ugly head again, this huge wound around being fired. And then just knowing that I was going to inflict that on somebody else. And I don't necessarily feel like what I did was fire that person because we have an agreement where they're going to work for me for a little while. And then we're going to separate and have this easy transition, but it still feels heavy. And then I spent all of this, all of yesterday, just feeling like wallowing in a breakup situation and I had two loan signings yesterday and one was kind of annoying. And then the other one I got lost and I'm like running around crazy, trying to find it in the maps or like taking me a weird way. And then I end up at a building and it was the building where I worked and I was fired. No, stop it. And so I was That's able to stay composed. I do you know like very professional throughout the appointment, but I got out to my car and I grabbed the steering wheel and I just broke down because wow. I'm like, this is where it happened. This is where it started. This is where my life changed forevermore. And then I'm like, there's the restaurant where I would go get drunk after work because mm. and sleep it off in my car because I couldn't handle my real life. And I just like allowed all the emotions to like wash over me, but like something so horrible that happened to me, at least it felt so horrible, like propelled me into something. It like highlighted that, no, actually I built this thing and this transition for this person is a beautiful transition. Like I'm giving her a gift of being able to work in her best and highest self because mm -hmm. she is worth so much more than what I can offer her. She is so much more talented than what I'm giving her. And, um, and I love her so much that I would never stifle that talent yeah. and I'm going to be okay. It sure felt sucky as hell. And I was like, mm, more wounds to heal. You know what I mean? But it was like, it was surreal. Like you can't make this shit up. No. Like you cannot like literally, I almost think, and I'm not even shitting you that I was parked in the same spot. Like, you know, what's crazy though. Here's what's crazy is like, what a difference from when you were fired and how you felt versus how you're handling it as a leader. And, and, in her best interest, because that's not really when the company let you go. And it was the same for me too, right? When the company let me go um, and let you go, it's for their best interest. Well, this employee isn't matching up to what we want them to be or who we think that they should be or do the things that they should do, or they're not showing up, whatever X, Y, Z. In my case, it was different. I was, I actually was standing up for myself and this man didn't like that. Right. And so when I stood up for myself and told him, you can't treat me that way, then I was done. But right. I knew that was going to happen. Like I knew the moment I stood up for him because no one stood up to him for themselves ever. Even if I encouraged them to, they're like, oh no, that's just leave, just leave it. Just let him do his thing. Let him say what he's going to say. And I was like, no, fuck that, that is not the Monique Gaffney way. <laughs> that is not, I, no, I mean like, I, mm -mm, I wouldn't do it. So that's what the second I stood up for myself to him, 
was the second it was over and he fired me. But I knew that that was going to happen. So that's what I'm saying. Like I knew I was manifesting it. But I think the the like moral of the story and for anyone listening is the things that, you know, we know this, but I think when we, when we really are conscious and really take the time to step out of the things that have happened and step into, especially people who are listening and are, you know, your leaders, you're leading someone somewhere, whether it's a team or people who are following you. And I, I just taught on this this month, but you're always leading someone somewhere. And so what have you experienced like this being fired or being let go or something like that, where you can show up differently as a leader and do it differently so that it feels different for people on the receiving end. And that was like, that's been a huge for me in growth and leadership is looking back and reflecting back on all of the kind of shitty situations that I went through. I mean, I take ownership of them, right? Like I got fired because I wasn't even, I shouldn't have even been in there anyways, but I took the job for the money because it was good money. And I worked for this asshole who was like, wanted to just talk shit. And he he was like a total racist and like, that was my too. Not the racism, but it was the... Like a bazillionaire, right? Like a bazillionaire. So nobody wanted to like stand up to him. And so it's like, I knew I shouldn't have probably been in this position anyways. Not that I wasn't qualified for it, but it wasn't a good energetic match. Yeah, that's my ownership of it. I took a job that I shouldn't have taken. And so then when I was let go, it was, again, I take ownership of the way I hate, like what happened, right? It just happened the way it happened. But now as a leader and leading a team and leading people and leading followers somewhere, I don't ever want anyone to feel that way. Like I don't want anyone to feel the way that I felt in that. And I want to treat people differently as a leader. And I think that's, it's so valuable when we can, when we can, because we're only able to do this from a healed space in an unhealed space, we blame and we don't take ownership and we say like, fuck them, they're assholes, which they might be. But again, Wounded people continue to wound people, hurt people, hurt people, right? From our healed space, like we're able to look back and say, I don't want to be that kind of leader. I don't want to hurt people the way I was hurt. Like even if it's kind of a sucky situation and we have to let people go from our teams or employees or whatever, it doesn't have to feel the same way that it felt when we were when we were on the receiving end. And I think that's the most um, like valuable and beautiful thing when you can look back and say, how can I, how can I show up different? based on everything that I've experienced and being in that same position. Well, and I think that really highlighted it. It came full circle for me in two ways. Like it, one, it showed me like how different I am, even though I still have wounds around that, um, around that event and, you know, changes and things that need to be made around that event personally, you know, um, but how the growth that's happened and the healing that's happened, um, since that's, that occurred, but also like the, um, awareness of the love that I want to show and the respect that I want to show because everyone, everyone deserves to be treated with that level of respect, especially people that you esteem so highly, um, you know, and I would hope that that's this situation, but it would like, it really brought me back to like ground zero because th- that's where my business started was, um, not right away. I had to take some time where I like wallowed for a little bit and was scared and like, not sure what I was going to do. And my poor husband also not sure what the hell was happening. Um, 
you know, and then from there kind of floundering a little bit. And I didn't have, unfortunately for me, I didn't have like a structure to like move into. So I think that's amazing that you had like Beachbody already in place for yourself in, in taking care of your body and in taking like something that you believed in where you could like move into. Um, I, I just kind of did what, you know, I had been in some ways I had something I had been working on the side for somebody else. And so I had like some consistency where I just continued to work on the side for the other person mm-hmm. and, um, God bless. I would like to shout out Stacy Spellman and Steph Howe um, for loving on me enough to allow me to be the shit show that I was during that period of time and allowing <laughs> me to continue to serve them during that time because I really was a mess and I like just owned it. And I was like, look, I'm a shit show right now. <laughs> um, but they were just like, it's okay. It'd be a shit show for us. It's fine. We yeah. love you. Um So, you know, like just recognizing like, where was the like pivotal point for you? It was like that stage, like waving and going, yeah, this is not like, I thought this was it. And for Mm -hmm. me, it was like, oh shit, I'm not going to be a doctor of nurse practitioner of gerontology. Yeah, That's actually not my journey because this was, I have literally done all the things. God, I did all the things I did them. I get emotional when I think about it. I did all the things that I needed to do to get to that thing that I thought. And it was like, close the door, close the door, close the door, close the door. And then I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And, um, and maybe the listeners are thinking that too. Like maybe that's where you're at right now where you don't know, or maybe you can remember a time when you didn't know and you had to go deep in to say like, what is in me? And I, and I repeat this quote a lot of times. Um, Tama Keeves is who I do my daily meditation through. And she, um, she has this quote in one of her meditations and she says, you are the answer. She said, you were born to solve a problem. And you are the answer to that problem. You were born to solve a problem and you are the answer to that problem. And so it's, you know, and you talk about how we are born knowing that and we forget and it's about chasing to get back to that purpose. And so that's really where we're at. And so, you know, since that point, there was a midpoint for us. Like, and we kind of met in that midpoint Mm -hmm. where we had business was rolling. Like we had some stuff happening, you know, things were going, we met and instantly fell in love and had like a friendship baby. And it was here and it's amazing. It's adorable. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so let's talk about the midpoint. Like what was, um, like what was it going on in the midpoint of your journey? Like, what did your business look like? And, um, you know, what, um, where was your head at at that time? Yeah. So, well, in between, so 20, August, 2017, that was like after, right after the way I waved on stage for Beachbody in July, 2017, August, 2017 was when I had my full surrender moment to God. And I'm like, I can't keep living this bullshit lie anymore. And like showing up on social media, like everything's great and building this business that doesn't resonate with my soul. Like God, you got to show me a way out. So Corwin Healing was born and you guys 
go listen to our other podcast yes. and how that all came to be. Um, I don't know what episode that was, but in the 40s. We'll, we'll, we'll hook it up in yeah. the show notes. We'll link it in there. So you can listen to that whole story, how that came to be. I immediately from that point, because I'm very, again, very business-minded, very goal-driven, very goal-oriented. This time it was different because it was connected to my soul's purpose, right? So I knew that I was here to bring this modality, these six Ds, to help people heal, heal their past, heal trauma, heal limiting beliefs, heal whatever was holding them back from remembering their purpose, and then serving the world the way that they're called and created to, because that's what I was doing. Like God was walking me through that. And I knew I was here to bring that path for others to walk. And so I immediately hired a business, a spiritual business coach, because this is the spiritual realm, right? Like what I'm teaching is business related, but it's still on the spiritual side. So I hired a business um, coach. I've never done that before. And I invested every penny into it. Okay. I was making just depended like, you know, MLM, it's, it's very revenue driven and it just depends. So I would get paid weekly, but whatever I could commit to paying every single week. I told, I think her program was like $1,200 at that point. I did not have $1,200. And my husband was definitely not going to give me $1,200 after all of the money, years of investing in Beachbody. Um, so I took all of my Beachbody money that was coming in and I paid for that program every week never failed. I at least had a hundred dollars every single week that I could pay her. If I had more, great. If I didn't, whatever, the hundred went straight to shout out to Andy Love because that was my first coach. She's amazing. So I kicked off, you know, open, launched my spiritual coaching business. But again, I still had, there was still stuff that was not super, it was very cookie cutter, right? What she taught was like, like a lot of people who get into consulting or business coaching or spiritual coaching or life coaching or whatever, you kind of fall into another box of like, this is the model. This is how it goes. This is what you do. And it wasn't super, again, aligned with me. I still had more wounds to heal. Remember, I was like baby healing. I just started healing. I'd only healed like two wounds with core wound healing. And then here I go launching my business, which is okay. But it was not, it still wasn't a hundred percent aligned but I kept healing forward, moving forward, doing all the things, right? Like doing every single thing, like buying the courses, doing the, this, doing the, that, what, what are they doing over here? Instead of like you were saying, I mean, I was, I was meditating. I was going inward. I was getting the downloads. Like a lot of my stuff was downloaded, like divine downloads stuff God was giving to me, but it was, there was still like a disconnection. And so I spent the interim of those years kind of just, it was very up and down still. It, still. it felt different. Here's what I wanted to say. And I think it's very important that people hear this, even though, I mean, entrepreneurship is, uh, it's a ride anyways, right? Like you're going to go up, you're going to go down. You're going to like kind of go even for, at some point, especially in the beginning, if you don't have super clarity. I did not have super, super clarity. Um, and so then it felt very up and down. I mean, I would get clients. I was making money. I was make, making a lot more money than I was ever making with Beachbody. But it felt different because I was doing what I'm here to do. Like, I absolutely loved it. I wasn't feeling like I was burnt out. I wasn't feeling like I was burning the candle at both ends. I wasn't feeling like, like that chase feeling was gone. It just felt very good in my soul and my spirit and my body. But I couldn't get the consistency going. I hadn't really branded myself, like, and separated myself, even though I had something unique and distinct and different and 
Um, and I knew that. I, I mean, there's nothing out there. Quarantining is quarantining. There's literally nothing out there in it, like it in the world. And I knew this, but I still didn't have in between that first business mentor. I didn't hire anybody else to show me a better way. Like go out, brand yourself, market yourself, do the things like in a, in the online sense, different from what MLM teaches because MLM teaches it very differently. Right. And so I was still not getting the same consistent results. I was changing people's lives. It felt very good, but it's like, I need this to grow because it doesn't feel good to me. We should get paid for our good work, no matter what you're doing. I do believe that you can, it's okay to get paid for your good work. And so when we met, it was this, um, that, that was like two and a half years or whatever of me trying to like figure it out on my own. And when we met, it was again, a very like resigned, surrendered thing. Like, God, okay, I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel good anymore. Like me trying to figure it out doesn't feel good anymore. You got to show me what to do. And then magically we both ended up like I met you in that same business incubator. And, um, and that's really made the huge difference because I got very, very clear. I had already, I already knew what I was supposed to do. So there wasn't like, who am I? What am I doing here? Is this the right thing? Like all of that was done because I had already gotten all that hashed out. Right. So I came into this program knowing who I was, knowing what I'm serving up to the world just show me how to do this and package it in a way that's going to really separate me from everyone else. And, um, and that happened. And that's, that's where it all shifted a year. I mean, a year ago from now, I signed up in February, but it really took off in April, May of 2020. And then everything just, I mean, like literally like shot off catapulted. Tell us where you are and what's happening right now in your business since January of 2021. Yeah, <laughs> even crazier. I mean, it's just, it's crazy how, um, how quickly everything can change. The more clear you get, the more you surrender. Like, you know, Gabby Bernstein says this a lot. If you think you've surrendered, surrender more. Um, do you surrender and surrender and surrender over and over and over again? And I say, well, you think you've healed, healed some more. Like you keep healing, you keep staying in surrender mode and allowing God, your higher power, whatever you call God to, to lead you in the direction and stay open to taking those next steps, which was always my commitment. It's just, you know, we're human and we get in our own way sometimes, but in January, 2021, um, again, I heard very clearly that this was, I needed to do something different. And I knew that I wanted to, it was time to take this into the masses of the world in a bigger way. And, um, so I started doing the work to launch our own app, which you mentioned in the beginning. Um, and so we did, we launched in March. So for the last, it's almost been total three months. We have our own app launched, which is the self healers Academy. And people, it's a sacred space for people who want to heal. So there is a membership option. You can go in there for free. Anybody can come in for free and just check it out. We do free teachings and stuff in there too, but um, there's lots of free, free resources, but there is a membership option and it's a literal, it's teaching you to activate the self healer within. Cause it's just like you said that that lady says the answers inside of you, like whatever problem you have, it's there. It is like, we can heal our own life and you can activate that self healer within all six simple steps, literally, you can take anything and completely shift the energy that you feel around it, no matter what has happened, like the darkest of the dark stuff and the stuff that seems like it's not so dark, like it's just your mind messing with you. I mean, literally shifts anything. And so that's, that's where we're, that's where we're at right now. But even in, all, in that, 
we have a book that's we're getting ready to launch um, a collaborative book for clients that you're going to be in that um, we have six contributing writers. So we're working on that in the back end. I am um, working. I have a whole mapped out plan and strategy going into how I'm serving um, the network marketing and MLM industry, because that is my heart is to help women um, not feel the way that I felt in there because I love the MLM industry. I love the business. I love the model. I love what the, um, what it can do for, for people, but especially women helping them step into leadership in that industry bigger than what anyone else has done. And more consistently, we should have more leaders in MLM and there are not many. Um, and it's my heart to bring healing, but also helping them scale their own network marketing businesses as leaders in the industry and then, and then branching out into their purpose. So I have a whole program <laughs> that's about to launch. Like this is all since January. It's crazy, but it's crazy pants, but it feels here's the crazy part is it feels good. I don't feel busy. I don't feel overworked. I don't feel overwhelmed. I don't feel like anything is too, like today is like the busiest day of the week, I think. I have well, and it's all, I mean, I've had the privilege of watching it happen. It's all just kind of unfolded. Like that's the best way to describe it. It's all just unfolded. It's not yeah. been like a lot of people try to force all these things to happen. And like, it's just not like there's been no forcing. It's just happened. Like even the app, like just how that all came together. And there are I people know. who struggle and struggle and struggle. And it's just not, you know, how many members do you have on the app so far? And this is again, people, this yeah. has only been since at the time of recording, we are mid, we are mid May. So this yeah. has only been open for two and a half months. How yeah. many members in your app? So we have um, users, we have 200, I want to say like 73 users, actual like app users, people have downloaded the app um, and members, we have 57. So paying members, we have 57 paying members in our app community. So it's, uh, I mean, in two and a half months, it feels really good to have, and it's just, it's beautiful to see these people committed to their growth and their healing yes. and pursuing their purpose and um, doing the work that. You know, we have to do the work in order to get there. So yeah, it feels, feels really, really good. That's only in two and a half months. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we run out of time, there are two really important questions that I want to get or three. And so we'll, we'll do like speed round. Great. Um, what are the best investments that you have made in the different stages, you don't have to do each stage, but in, mm -hmm. you know, in along the way, what are the best investments that you have made? And it can be anything like systems, coaching, whatever it might be, what are the, you know, people, whatever it might be, what are the best investments that you have made in your business at the different stages along the way? Yeah. Number first, number one is um, a thousand percent when you're, if you're just starting getting into some sort of like program, like a business program or some something that shows you how to get everything set up. Because I think that's um, crucial. Instead of you trying to figure it out and piecemeal it like this here, there, it's going to take you a long time versus getting into a program and having a mentor that's like guiding you to the next right step to make sure that you have a good business foundation set up. I think that's huge. Um, the second thing, I mean, like this is what I think should be step one before even that work simultaneously. And this was, is probably the biggest tip that people, it, it just like, it hurts my soul for my own self before, because I did this even 
um, is get an assistant, like investing in you and <laughs> finding my dream assistant was a, a massive component to my exponential growth last year. We cannot do it all. You want to do it all as an entrepreneur, especially as a solopreneur, you feel like you have to do it all. The biggest hiccup is saying like, we don't, I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. Like I can't afford it. I can't pay blah, blah, blah. It's it all bullshit. Because you will, I, I had an assistant even in Beachbody because I knew in Beachbody, I was burning the candle at both ends. And I even hired an assistant back then just to post on my social media, but I didn't, um, I couldn't sustain it because my heart wasn't in it to bring the income in to keep her going. There was just no point to pay her, but I saw the difference in that. And I think that's the biggest, if you want to grow fast, get help, like stop saying that you can't afford it because then you're saying that you can't afford to grow period. You can't afford an assistant. You can't afford to grow. Then you're going to stay where you're at for a really long time. I would like a hundred percent agree with that. Um, getting an assistant. Um, and then I would also say that the business coaching was actually crucial to me. I think um, my mistake in business coaching and one that I would recommend is if you're in the clarity phase, get a business coach that is more generalist that can help you set up like the, the actual fundamentals of being in business. Yeah and help you while you're getting into the clarity phase. So really do your research, get referrals. Don't try to go to some niche business coach. Um, you really you really need the fundamentals of being in business and that's super important. Um, and so I, so, I mean, there's so many shiny things that we could do when we're in business. You don't need all the courses, you don't. Um, which leads us to the next question is what are the investments that you could have lived without that you desperately thought you needed? Um, all the Instagram tactical Pinterest, like all those little mini courses that seem like, Oh, I'll invest in this. I'll spend a hundred dollars on this little mini course or $200 on this fine. Cause I'll have it forever. It's like, we can justify that as solopreneurs. Like I can't afford to pay an assistant, but I can afford to buy all these courses. If you added up all of those little courses that you buy here, there and everywhere, and the books that you download and purchase and all of that stuff that you keep thinking, like the more knowledge you have, the faster you're going to grow. I, I promise you first to put all that money into assistant. Okay. That's going to get you way further faster. But all of those, like I was still, even though I had clarity, even though I knew what I was doing, I knew who I was, I knew who I wanted to serve. Um, I was still chasing tactics. Like I didn't have strategy. And I think that's the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is they chase the tactics versus the strategy. And there's a massive difference. And especially in network marketing, um, people will leave the network marketing industry, which is all tactics based. Like they want you to chase the next biggest and go do reels, go do TikTok, go do, you know, whatever, be on Pinterest, like tactical shit instead of strategy and looking at your business, like what's your big end goal? And then what are the steps to take to get there? And that's not taught in the industry. It's taught like hurry up and do the next cool thing so that maybe you can get somebody to buy your shit. Um, and that's it, that whole mental thing. It leads into when they launch a coaching business or decide to do something different or get into entrepreneur, you know, some sort of entrepreneurial journey. They stick that's old, old way, old learning. And so it's super important that um, I don't buy any of the bullshit tactical shit, like save that for after you have a strategy like that comes second, get a strategy first, and then you can bring in the tactics fun stuff. Love it. And very last question is of all of this journey that you've gone through, which is like so juicy, fun, amazing. 
could write a book just about your journey, which you should. Um, and you will. Yeah. Um, and what would you say is your greatest accomplishment so far? However, that is defined for you. What would you say your greatest accomplishment is? You know what? Oh my gosh, this is like going to make me choke up. I think my greatest accomplishment is, um, and this just happened recently. My, my daughter, my nine-year-old, um, she says she's in middle, but it's like, you know, we know that our kids are watching, our family's watching, and they all are forming their own beliefs and opinions about what we're doing as entrepreneurs, right? So I'm like, we'll support us and they'll believe in us. And especially kids don't necessarily really know what we're doing. The, the more clarity I had in what I was doing, the more I showed up in the world, the way that I was supposed to, and the way when I started bringing this out, like we want people in the world to know who we are, know what we're doing, right? Like that feels good to have that recognition, but, but don't discount how good it feels when your family knows who you are, what you're doing, and that you're so serious about this this journey that you're on as an entrepreneur, whatever business that it is that you're in, and that you know that you're here to make an impact with your work. My daughter, my nine-year-old, um, first of all, she loves, she asked specifically for, um, she calls them the healing shirts. So I have, you know, my brand of shirts that are like Corwin healing, they have keys and stuff on them. So she asked for her own healing shirts, which I got her. And so she wears them. But for Mother's Day, they had this, we went to this restaurant and they had um, like the sheet of paper and it's like, you know, all about mom. And so we took it home and they filled them out. And it said, what is your mom really good at? And she wrote healing. And I was like, <laughs> like that alone, like she, that's what she thinks I'm really good at. It wasn't like cooking a meal or loving her up. It was like my, she sees how good I am in my purpose. Like that's all I, that's all I want. That's the legacy I want to leave is my purpose that I was done here with my time on earth and nothing else. Like they know I love them. They know that they, that's not even a question, but to see me and the heart of me and what I'm doing and how I'm serving this earth, um, that my kids see that is that's, that's my greatest accomplishment. I love that. And I love you. I love you. And I love that we beat the clock. Well, so I, think so. I <laughs> just want everyone to connect with Monique, download the app, Tell us your own journey. We want to know what you have gone through, what steps you've taken, how you've grown, how what weird ass thing propelled you into this crazy ass journey. We want to hear it. And we're here at we're here for it is what I meant to say. And we're here for you. So this has been another episode of the Client Experience Revolution podcast. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez. I'm here with Monique Gaffney, goddess of all of the things. Thanks for joining us. And we hope that you will join us next time. Thank you so much. You know what I love? It means so much to me that you took the time to listen to this episode. If you did enjoy this episode or any of our other episodes, and you'd like to help support the Client Experience Revolution podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on your social media or even leave a rating and review. And if you want to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at link.consulting. That's L-I-N-Q dot consulting on Twitter at link consulting and even better find us on YouTube. The channel is Raya Gonzalez and you can see all of our podcast episodes in video format. If you're just curious to see what our guests look like, we appreciate you so much. And that's why we're excited to see you next time.